I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, y'all. I'm Joe Tower, and you're listening to Tales of Male Folly, a storytelling podcast. Every episode, we bring you one new story, recorded live at one of our shows of the same name, held every other month at the Virgil Bar in Los Angeles. Each show is a lineup of four dudes tasked with sharing a personal story in front of a live audience about the embarrassment, shame, and for lack of a better term, folly of being a dude. I'm the host, and if you're in the LA area, you should check out our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash talesofmalfolly, or our Tumblr, talesofmalfolly.tumblr.com, for upcoming event dates and times. The show has been produced by The Hatbeard Company and The Knights Young, and presented in partnership with Big Brothers Big Sisters of Greater Los Angeles. This podcast is available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and of course, always right here on the Extra Credit Network. Also, if you've got a story that you'd like to tell in spoken or written form, email us at talesofmalefolly at gmail.com. All right, enough chit-chat. On with the folly. A conversation with Andrew T. is like a punchline in a stand-up set during the 90s comedy boom. It's funny because it's true. The creator and host of the popular Earwolf podcast, Yo, Is This Racist?, which I insist you all subscribe and listen to immediately, did us the honor of telling a story at our show last November. It's a tale that encapsulates all the trappings we hold dear, youth, ignorance, and a series of choices leading to a situation that never should have happened. This is the story of the accidental Chinese gangster, Andrew T.'s Tale of Male Folly. Oh, wait. In all seriousness, subscribe to Andrew's podcast. It's phenomenal. And although he's probably so humble as to disagree, I think it's also the commentary we need right now. If I ask nicely, our producer Brian might even include a link in this ep summary. All right, plugs away. Now we can get on with the folly. Oh, what's up? Uh, I don't know how to work a mic stand. There we go. Good enough. Okay. Uh, so this is, uh, I'm confident no one else is going to have a story like this, because uh, this is a tale of how, I mean, this, no one in this room is going to have a tale like this, because this is a story about how I joined a Chinese gang uh, <laughs> in the mid-90s. Uh, so it's like a 90, 1994, 95, uh, which is the year I decided I was going to stop being a dork. Um, and so, like a true dork, I uh, made a list. Um, I, I uh, transferred to the alternative high school in my town, which is sort of like if Juvie was run by hippies. Um, I, I uh, dropped out of the Michigan Youth Symphony Orchestra, because I felt like that was like 
kind of holding me back, cool-wise. Um, and I, I uh, this is like so transactional. I like s took my magic cards, which are these like role-playing gamey cards, sold them, and took the proceeds and used them to get use the money to get into drugs. Um, so I was like, I, I can buy drugs now with all my role-playing money. Um, and so. Every summer, uh, my family and I would go to San Francisco, uh, where uh, cool Asians live. And um, I mean, it's sort of cool. It's, you know, at the time. Uh, I'm from Michigan, so you, you never know. Um, and we would hang out with my uh, sort of terrible cousins, these dudes, uh, Bryant and DJ, who were slightly older and slightly younger than me. Uh, just to give you like a visual, uh, DJ today, in 2016, on his driver's license photo is wearing Oakley's and has a braided goatee and he's covered in tattoos. Uh, if anyone remembers the, the band, the, the rap group, the Booyah Tribe, um, he looks exactly like that, I guess slightly lighter, but it's the same shit. Um, and and his, uh, his little brother, Bryant, uh, slightly, slightly smaller. Um, so I go, we go to San Francisco, we get family shit out of the way, and then, of course, the cousins convene in the fucking basement where these guys live, because, of course, um, and I'm proud of myself. I'm like, hey dudes, remember me? Wasn't cool last year. I got into a little bit of drugs. I'm doing shit. And they're like, they kind of look at each other, and they're like, okay. We can maybe, we can roll with this guy now. Um, and so they, they look at me, DJ, and it's like, all right, man, you're in. And I'm like, what? Um, and uh, it turns out, so the next day, I, they still don't tell me what in is. Um, but uh, the next day, uh, we tell our parents, and this is like how fucking little respect we had for all authority or how dumb we were. We tell our parents we were going to the library and my mom clearly is just like, fucking whatever, get into some trouble, please, you're such a nerd. So they're like, fine, go, get out of here. Um, so we're out on the street, and we meet up with Bryanton DJs, you know, kind of rough looking friends, all these, all these Chinese kids, and DJ looks at me and he's like, Andrew, stand on that corner and whistle if anyone comes. And I go, what? And they're gone. They're like down the street. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? I'm like standing here. And then two minutes later, up the hill, because it's San Francisco, comes, I should reiterate, we're 15 years old. Up the hill comes a Toyota box minivan, like early 90s vintage. Uh, and I learned something that day, which is that uh, that era of a uh, Toyota minivan had four shapes of key. Uh, so there are literally only four different keys. Like, so if you had one key, you had a 25% chance of being able to open any Toyota minivan and drive it. And if you're a professional thug, like my cousin DJ, and have four keys, you have a one-in-one -one chance of being able to open this uh, van. So they drive up, the door swings open, uh, Bryant and gang, gang, they're gang, um, are inside, and I, I'm just like, oh shit, they stole a car. 
And then I get in, and I'm like, oh shit, we stole a car. Um, and it was kind of awesome. Uh, so I'm like, great, we're in. What do we do? What's the, what's the next play, guys? And here's the thing I did learn about, you know, I probably should have known this, uh, which is that fucking 15-year-old boys everywhere are fucking morons. Like, there was no plan immediately that I knew of. We went to the arcade and played Street Fighter II for like three hours. Like, attempted to meet up with some girls, but like, it just didn't happen because it was pre-cell phones and also we were 15-year-old dorks. Um, and the one thing we did was we went to a restaurant, because that was cool, because it wasn't a thing I did a ton of in high school um, by, with just my friends. Um, so we're in a restaurant, we eat, we're fucking normal gang of 15-year-old boys at like three in the afternoon on a, on a summer weekday. Um, and DJ <laughs> is pulling out of the parking lot and because of fucking course, rear-ends someone. Um, and so it's like pandemonium in the fucking van. Everyone is freaking out. I throw up just a little bit, not a ton, but like, you know, it wasn't a like super healthy meal. Um, and this is the line of, you know, we're talking sort of toxic masculinity and sometimes people have it, sometimes people don't. Uh, my cousin DJ, leans out the window, makes eye contact, makes eye contact with the uh, driver of the other car, and ask slash demands, we good, and then just books it in the other direction. We are like, or in, in the car, he turns it, peel it out, we're gone the other way. And um, I later will learn, this is sort of fucked up, that um, he's like, he somehow ascertained that they were undocumented immigrants, and in his own words, ain't no one calling the fucking police, son. So, uh, we go, and I'm like, already freaking out. Uh, it turns out, uh, even more fucked up, the real plan for the day was my cousins owed a uh, teenage coke dealer named Shin uh, $200, and Shin had told them, in lieu of payment, um, he, they could just roll up with a quote-unquote clean ride. Um, so that was the, that was the deal. Uh, we fucking drop off the car. I'm dry heaving on the sidewalk, you know, as we, like, do the transaction. And it's just hilarious now, because obviously Shin was, like, fucking, what, 17, 18? I'm sure he's, like, a fucking lawyer or something now. But, like... Um, anyway, that was, that was when I learned... Maybe this shit isn't for me. Uh, stay out of gangs, kids. Peace. <laughs> Our live show, Tales of Male Folly, is performed every other month at the Virgil Bar in Los Angeles at 5419 Santa Monica Boulevard. It's produced and hosted by me, Joe Tower, and all promotional material is designed by Alex Cadet. Our podcast, Tales of Male Folly, will be released twice a month, featuring one story per episode. It's hosted and produced by, again, me, Joe Tower, and executive produced and edited by Brian Weiss. For more new episodes of Tales of Male Folly and other great podcasts, subscribe to the Extra Credit Network. And one final note, next time you're browsing the web, stop by www.talesofmalefolly.com, our new, currently updating website. It has all our live show and podcast information, upcoming event dates and times, and links to all the folks that we work for, with, and alongside. Pardon our dust because it's under construction. It'll drop for reals on May 1st. Thanks for listening.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.